Hi, this is Bernie Torrance. And I'm Carol Yoder, and we'd like to invite you to our program called Living Stones. It's time to move from being a stepping stone to a living stone. God loves you and has a plan for your life. Remember, God doesn't waste anything. You're created to be a believer, walking in wisdom and values. Carol, I am so excited for this part of the podcast series because uh, it was really an idea that came to you. I think Ernie Blood talked to you about where's Proverbs? You got to talk about Proverbs. I saw him the other day and he was telling me, you know, everything stemmed out of this book of Proverbs yeah. and which is from the Bible, of course. And that, well, I didn't know that at first. <laughs> there's a story to this sure. book. It's called, uh, it's actually called um, Wisdom for Today's Leaders. And it is the book of Proverbs put into categories. Okay. So Ernie told me the other day, he's like, you have to talk about this because I was with Bernie when he put this together. So tell tell me what happened that day that you put this together. Well, first of all, anybody that has listened to our podcast knows how desperate we all were. <laughs> so we were in desperation. And uh, John Schrock said, if you want to be successful, you need to read and understand the book of Proverbs. So I thought it was metaphysical. I thought this book of Proverbs was something like, you know, you, you got it a... Uh, you got in a metaphysical conference. And I said, where is it at? He goes, it's in the Bible. And I said, John, we've already done that. You know, we've already been the Bible way. Oh, what, now what do you, do you mean by that? Well, I'm curious. well, because we had been raised in a church and we had given the Bible part of our life, but we had never given our life to the Lord. To the word. Yeah, exactly. So it was almost like we hadn't met the king of this kingdom yet. Yeah. So what was amazing then, um, they had just come out with a living Bible and, and there was this book of Proverbs, a small book like I showed you this morning, and they used it as a tract and it was just the book of Proverbs. And so when I read it, it changed subjects so many times that I think now if I was diagnosed, I have ADD. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's getting worse as my life gets so older, but, but uh, man, I couldn't concentrate. It would change subjects. You know, it would say, this is about money and this is about marriage and this is about fools and this is about mockers and this is about the wise man. And and so all of it was switching and, and we were doing classified papers. Right, right. So, so the mini merchant exactly was a classified was a paper. Classified. And it had cars and motorcycles and just the stuff I'm talking about. And I thought, hey man, what if, if this is the book that I'm supposed to understand, what if I categorize it? So literally, I bought two living Bibles, tore out the pages of the book of Proverbs, and I, I ran them through a waxer, uh, the even pages on one side and the odd pages on the other. And we went to Daytona Beach, Florida. And that's yeah, what this was talking. on vacation. <laughs> this was. is can't leave out this part of the story because any family who goes on vacation yeah. wonders, what do people do on vacation? Oh. Well, they take their wax machines <laughs> and their Bibles. And, they, and their exacto knives. <laughs> and their exacto knives, and they put together a book. Oh, Carol. So our classifieds, uh, you know, if you ever look at a newspaper, there's galleys. Those are the columns that go down. So our classifieds had uh, four galleys to a page, and then we had 63 categories that were our classified papers. And so that's what I had to work with was these 63 categories. And what was amazing then as it started, 
Now I would say, prompted by the Holy Spirit, I was able to see these incredible mm. categories. I'll give you an example. Uh, there's four sections, and I might mention well, the book of Proverbs is available through the, our website and everything, but if, if you're somewhere else, if you go to internationalgei.org, that's the word internationalgei.org, you can download one of these. We use these for developing nations, and you're welcome to download one uh, long before you purchase one, because you can see the incredible gift that it is when it goes by by um, category, by thought line. So it opens up and it says business and leadership is section one, because that's what we are all about. How do we be business successful or leaders? Understanding people, which uh, when that revelation rolled out was just incredible to me, the four types of people. Number three, dealing with self-control, which is what we just talked about in my last pillar. And then Section four was on wisdom. And what just hit me in the last uh, two weeks was that as we were doing self-control, the vow said twice, develop in me a constitution. And then when I have my constitution, and I thought, man, where did those words come from? I mean, I mean, we wrote them, but mm. what does that mean? And I thought every person has a personal constitution. Nate talked about it. Right. What lines will I draw? That's right. What are my non-negotiables? Because they're different for everybody. Well, in the constitution then, there's a bill of rights. And I've invited Gail Kreitz to be with us today because in the early versions, when we met John Schrock, never even understanding what was going to happen with the book of Proverbs, he had the Bill of Rights of a believer. I'm a believer. Yeah, yes. I'm a believer. So the Bill of, Believer's Bill of Rights. And Gail, we welcome you to our program today. I'd like to say hi to you. I know you're probably traveling today. Hi, Bernie. You and Carol are so fun. We have enjoyed listening to you guys and your guests, and I'm so excited to be counted as one of them now. Well, we're so excited to have you, Gail, and just your your depth and what you bring to um, the organization, but just to your clients, to the people around you, you really bring a lot of wisdom, which we're going to talk about today, the exactly. book of wisdom. Yeah. And so the Believer's Bill of Rights is all taken from Proverbs 3. And uh, this will be, we'll make this available on our, our website as well. But it says, in the kingdom of God and wisdom, there are 13 rights that we have rights okay so i want to talk about this bill of rights tell me what what did the bill of rights add to our constitution yeah exactly as a matter of fact they were trying to create a united states and the bill of rights was something that brought the states together mm. that's a really interesting thought because we are all in different states that's what division is yeah. and so to have unity the bill of rights is what brings us all together and says okay regardless of who you are what state you're in these are the rights that you can have. Just like on our passport, it says, as a citizen of the United States, we have these rights anywhere in the world. So the Bill of Rights is just the explanation of what those rights are. So in this paragraph on page, I just want to read on page two, it says, be like Solomon, accept them as yours, and that's these um, the, this wisdom, and confess them daily. Every believer in God should have these operating in their lives. And one of the things I was oh thinking boy. about is operating procedures, Absolutely. right? Is exactly. that sure? How would you how would you describe that? The Bill of Rights is like Yeah, the Bill of Rights is what sets it up because the Proverbs by their nature 
they're an operating system. That's what we learned. It's like you have disk operating system or I, iOS is an operating system for Apple. These are this is an operating system for God. It's binary. Yes. In the in the book of Proverbs, there's yes. 250 buts where there's a conjunction. Mm-hmm. You can do this, but you can have this, but and yeah, that the power of that statement of this book operates in your life. It's like while you're asleep, this program is running. I never thought yeah. about it until right now. <laughs> That's right. The program is running. Yes. And then then the beauty of it, how you can tell if it's running, is if you're experiencing these things. Gail, let's look at the first two, the Believer's Bill of Rights, uh, the first two in the kingdom of God and wisdom, what should be operating? What are the first two? Okay, Bernie, number one, I have length of days and long life added to me. Number two, I'm relaxed and peaceful. Hmm. Think about the stress that anxiety. people are feeling today and the anxiety. anxiety. So so we have access to the truth that brings us, that makes us relaxed and peaceful. I was thinking about these, if I could jump yeah, in. please. When I was preparing for this, I was thinking about the upside down kingdom. And you guys just touched on a little bit that these rights, actually become an outcome of an operating system, not something that we demand. Hmm. And I was thinking about how in society sometimes, and it's, it's necessary sometimes when rights are overlooked. Um, mm-hmm. I just like that. I just like that picture that these are actually an outcome. And I think that's what the listeners are going to hear as we go through them. Hmm. Yeah. You think of, of the whole concept there, Gail, that's beautiful because today there's talk about civil rights and human rights mm. and what are the rights? This is the common denominator that should work anywhere, anytime, any country, mm-hmm. any people group, any demographic mm. would have these rights. What are three and four? Okay. Number three, I find favor with God and man. Number four, I know what I'm doing and where I'm going. Man. Ooh, I got to look up those verses. <laughs> yeah. Don't we all want to know that? That's that's a that's a beautiful well, first finding favor with God and man because you, again, you think about the tension, the division, mm-hmm. you know, things we know we're divided on or mm-hmm. whatever, but finding favor with God and with man, yeah. not just God, but also with man. Yeah. And then also knowing what I'm doing and where I'm going, I think that there's so many people today who, again, like I always joke, I, I wonder what I'm going to be when I grow up, yes. you know, I'm 50 I still years old. <laughs> <laughs> and so how we are on a journey, that, that life is a journey with God, and that's a beautiful thing. What I love about these two uh, as well, it's, fun, it's funny how they're actually paired together now that we're reading them like this that it's a confidence yes. if you think about it because when you're just having favor with god he's not opposing you yeah. mm-hmm. so we say god gives grace to grace and favor to the humble but he opposes the prideful um and also then with man because they sense in you that you have this quiet confidence mm-hmm. that at, you might not always know what you're doing or always know where you're going in the big picture but in those moments when you're interacting with someone, they can get the sense that, wow, this person knows what they're doing mm-hmm. and they know where they're going. Oh, it's so interesting. I did a study on this word favor 
Mm-hmm. And uh, in in the New Testament, it's translate. You know, Joseph found favor. Sure. You know, he he had the favor of God on him. But it's it's God leaning towards us with His grace, His full attention on us. And then to think about that um, today, I was I went to a local business and I was looking for um, pallet pieces. Yes. I'm building something, uh-huh. and I walked in and I said. Is Nate, th- is Nate here? Because, you yeah, know, it's sure. a man's world. And yeah. I walk in and I'm like, I don't know where to go. And so I walk into the office. Is Nate here? Because he's my yeah. friend. And no, Nate's not here. And I said, well, is there someone I can talk to about, you know, what I'm looking for? And the owner's son walked out. And, and he knows me. And he said, Carol, you give her whatever she wants. Oh, and, you know, I just, I just was so mm-hmm. blessed because I don't. I don't know him that well, but I found favor there with him is. today. And it was like because of our connection spiritually and oh and girl. and friendship. Like we have this connection. It's not like we're, you know, great friends, but I found favor with him yes. because of my connection. We connect on different levels. Profound so, truth. Profound. Yeah. It was beautiful. It it just made me like realize like I I found favor yes. today. And it's amazing because usually we're asking for a favor. Mm. Hey, would you do me a favor? Can you do me a favor? I'm moving on Saturday. Can you do me a favor? That's a whole different wow, feeling right. than finding favor where they open it up. And that's uh, that's yes. just beautiful. Uh, th- I believe that when we walk in wisdom. Truly, there's a shininess that comes in. That's a, that's a shine that people can sense. There's something different there, and they're attracted to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's read the next two, Gail. Okay. Number five. I have health in my body, and marrow to my bones. Six. My barns are filled with plenty, and I am prosperous. I love mm. it. Yeah, that's the feeling of. Uh, of satisfaction, which we'll hit in a moment, but boy, that feeling of knowing that things are working, that your effort is being multiplied and you're you're not losing things through the cracks in la- our life. What do you think the morrow is? Like when we say health to my body, I mean, that's pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. but morrow to my bones, obviously that's the substance. That's yeah, the but... life. That's the life. Mm. The morrow in the bones is the life. You know, when we think of leukemia or something like that, that's when the life yeah. is removed from the morrow. Mm. But the morrow is strengthened. Yes, it gives the strength and the structure of what the bone is supposed to be. It's beautiful. It's yes. such a good discussion. That's interesting too, Bernie. I had the same question about barns. Barns can mm. represent so many different things, couldn't they? Mm-hmm. Barns. I was just. I just drove by some barns today on my way to pick up my pallets, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, barns have. Mm-hmm. They have food in them for for the animals. Mm-hmm. They house they house the animals. But you know, on a farm, a barn is like such a necessary structure, and to have barns filled with plenty because that's where they mm-hmm. know they're going to make it through the winter. Here, not mm-hmm. every place in the world has a winter like we do. Mm-hmm. But when your barns are filled with plenty, mm-hmm. that means you're going to make it through the the um, you know you have harvest season, you have planting season, you have growing season you have harvest season and mm-hmm. then you have winter and when you, what i think of when your barns are filled with plenty it's like you're going to be taken care of through the lean times mm, it's beautiful 
That's... That is beautiful. You know, I think about Amish. I think about our Amish culture and the Amish community, and they gather. Mm-hmm. And they they gather to rebuild barns mm-hmm. for one another in such a miraculous way, you know. And they they call those frolics. They frolic to build a barn that's been burnt down, and it happens in a day. But they also have their gatherings. Sometimes mm, they'll have a church right. in a barn, and they'll have parties in a barn. And our friend Mandy ser- served um, international dinners in her barn. Mm-hmm. So I yes. like to think about that as filled with people that we love and that we're connected with, because that also brings us the feeling of prosperity and plenty through relationships. And that's beautiful. Yep. And again, what we're looking at is the Believer's Bill of Rights. This is a program called I'm a Believer. Yes. And uh, we are challenging people <laughs> to be a believer. So these are the the uh, the atomic weight of that transaction in your life. These are the benefits that you should have functioning in your life. What are the rest next two? Okay. Number seven. I'm happy and satisfied. Mm-hmm. Number eight, long life is in my right hand and riches and honor are in my left hand. Uh, you just see that again. You see the the feeling of, of completion, not haughtiness. I don't see haughtiness right. there at all. Yeah. But, uh, but security, I think that's the word there that really hits me. That, uh, you know, when when you're satisfied, there's a security mm. that's there, the the message of my generation was I can't get no satisfaction. Mm. No, 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 no. <laughs> to be content. Yes. In oh, every situation. And with much gain. And wisdom will do that, won't yes. it, Carol? Yes. Yeah. You have a you have a favorite scripture, you and James. Um, it was really a song, it's not a scripture, but uh, hung in in the office of James. Yeah. Uh, would you recite uh, it to greatest us? Greatest thy faithfulness. Yes. yes. It's a it's it's a, this picture of two a farmer and his wife um, their heads bowed and they're standing in the field. Yes. And uh, it says, Great is thy faithfulness. All, All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Oh, my, yeah. my, my. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Gail? Oh, man, that is so beautiful. <laughs> I was thinking about even the United States because we are such a, a place of plenty where people can be satisfied. But I also was thinking about how this lines up with. Um, the Declaration yeah. of the United States mm-hmm. that we have the right to pursue yes. happiness. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I thought, wow, this lines right up with that, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it was never guaranteed. Only the right to pursue. Exactly. <laughs> wow. It's in exactly. the pursuit. That's it's true. in the pursuit. I think that's what the next two really give us uh, 9 and 10. Okay. My life and ways are filled with pleasantness. 10, I will walk Live and drive in safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All around us. Pleasantness. That's a powerful word again. Yeah. One of those words that uh, there's there's something that happens when a person is pleasant. <laughs> well, we can think of the opposite, I guess. <laughs> Un- unpleasant situations are not pleasant to be in. <laughs> I love it. I heard it said one time that, uh, you know, they were talking about this person. They said, you know, Sue brightens up a room just by leaving it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. So that would be the opposite of the pleasantness, oh, for sure. My. Gail, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I really need to operate number 10 because my poor husband, oh. he, I had no idea how what what um, pain he suffers when I leave the driveway. Because oh. <laughs> I just really need to walk in this uh, right to drive in safety. But, you know, there's so many times I know I've been protected. Mm-hmm. Um, from 
the surroundings supernaturally, but this is a great reminder. <laughs> well, these next three, they deal with the, the anxiety that seems to be plaguing our world today. And I don't know necessarily that it's a fruit of wisdom, but I know it's a, a fruit of the spirit. So this has to lead to that. Would you read the next three together, Gail? And let's talk about that. Yes. Number 11, I will not fear or be afraid of anything. Number 12, when I lay down, I sleep well and sweetly. Mm. Number 13, my home is protected against evil and blessed with health, wealth, and wisdom. Mm. What a believer's right that is, man. The anxiousness that comes from just those three things of being fearful or afraid. COVID has done that mm. uh, very much in, in, in my home. You know, just the, uh, the differences of opinion on how this functions, but uh, knocks us off peace. When I lay down, I sleep well and sweetly, mm. good sleep, deep sleep. And then to know that the home is protected. I, I love that mm. try triad at the end. We will be blessed with health, wealth, and wisdom. Mm. I was thinking about this verse when, especially for number 11, I will not fear or be afraid. In First um, John 4.18, it says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear mm -hmm. because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And I was just thinking about how, you know, when, when um, the inputs that we have and then the outcomes that that brings um you know making those choices what we let into our mind and what we meditate on and then the outcome of those things you know mm -hmm. it's like a piece of toast <laughs> you know you mm -hmm. put it in the toaster and it's sitting in there getting uh getting toasted up with whatever mm -hmm. the heat that's in it and then you know, just out pops, out pops toast, you know, something, something delightful. And so when we want to put, you know, our inputs are important to our outcomes. And uh, especially now, I think in the day that we're living in, mm -hmm. how do you, how do you control that in your life, Bernie? Like right now in the, just the culture that we're in of so much division, mm -hmm. negativity, uh, how, how do you balance or counterbalance? And Gail, you can answer this as well. I think the power of choice is our greatest power, the power to choose. That's what was given in the Garden of Eden. You know, you could, he could choose to eat. That was the whole thing. So choice, when we can control choice, uh, it opens up an amazing thing because there will always be choices. That's what the book of Proverbs yeah. is filled up. And Solomon, if you remember, that was the choice that was offered him. Uh, that's when... What do you Yeah, want? exactly. And then... Yeah, and he said uh, he could have had anything. He could have said, "Man, I want half of Egypt. I'd like, uh, I'd like my own pyramid. I'd like." I mean, that was all those days that he could have chosen. And instead, he said, "I need the wisdom. I, I'm like a little child. Mm -hmm. I need the wisdom to lead your people. If you're going to trust me to be king over these people, man, I need wisdom." Yeah. And then God smiled on his heart and said, "Because of that, you're going to get all that other stuff too." And it, so it begins there with that quality choice. And I think that in this time of anxiety that um, I hate to always say choose to be positive or negative, but that's that's the first switch is can we choose to be in faith, 
uh, rather than fear. Yeah, that it's a powerful thing. How about you, Gail? Do you have any thought on that? I do, because Carol kind of took it from me a little bit, just because she asked you, Bernie, about uh, what you do to control your mind. And I remember a couple of things. You would say, mind your mind. Yeah, mind your that's, mind always. That's a real thing that we would uh, try to practice. But I was also going to ask you, one of the concepts that you'd say, and I was wondering what John uh, would say and, and how he led you guys, because you would talk about the things that keep you up at night, which mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. negative, it's like mm -hmm. something to look look at and, and mm -hmm. ponder. But uh, let's talk a little bit about that, because I think a lot of people are kept up at night about mm -hmm. different things. And what's the antidote for that? Well, I think, first of all, there are times that we should be kept up at night. It's the mm -hmm. it's the nudging of the Lord that uh, there's some things that, that uh, we have on our mind and a solution. You can go to bed with a question and a solution can come in the evening. So I always feel that. It, mine always feel it's in my stomach like anxiety. That uh, mm -hmm. if it if it wasn't I call it belly faith if it wasn't belly faith then it might be indigestion because mm -hmm. it actually I feel it physically in my belly and then then I'll I'll just be quiet and then that voice that that voice that Solomon heard that voice that we mm, all hear the, the still, still small, small voice. voice that's where it is and and it's it's in the quietness um, and then to just just listen mm -hmm. because so much of my life is spent talking mm. and then it's listened and it's so that is so interesting because i went through a season in life where my husband and many people know this but he has a long-term illness and you know we're believing for health and wealth yes. and all these yeah. things but you know in the midst of all that i would go to sleep and sleep all night like I never was kept up during the hardest times of yeah. just and I always was thanking the Lord for that but then there's also those times when um just this is just like last year where like you said I was awakened in the middle of the night and yes. I knew it was the spirit of God and I actually would get up and go out to our sofa and kneel at the sofa because I felt like he was speaking to me. And the thing is, it doesn't come all the time. But when it comes, it's so precious and it's so private. Like it's so, yes. it's so um, like, I don't even want to talk about it almost sure. because it's just. The intimacy. It's the intimacy it is, with God. It is. But yeah. just for people who are listening, who I just want to encourage people when you feel that, like you wake up you have to kind of ask the question, why am I awake right now? Yeah. And Lord, it's it's that continual conversation in the spirit to say, are you saying something? Or do I roll over and go back to sleep? And not to miss mm -hmm. those moments. Yeah, it's just that is beautiful. beautiful. I was thinking um, about the Proverbs book in general, Bernie. Mm -hmm. How you, the categories and that the proverb that you would speak so many times uh, through our years, when the student is ready, the teacher yeah. appears. Yes. And I think that was the category categorization because health, wealth, and wisdom are again, a lot of times connected to, to choices. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's about wisdom. God is our father. Uh, John was adamant about that for us to understand that these come from the heart of the father that wants his children to do well. Mm -hmm. And that's the root of the wisdom. And that's what Solomon asked for. But I've used those uh, 
that Proverbs book that you organized as a tool for when the student is ready. Mm-hmm. Because man, I, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And even for myself and my husband, we'll use it. We will look up what is uh-huh. the pressure of the choice of today yes. that we need to make that has sometimes eternal implications, mm-hmm. you know, and, and outcomes. Uh, sometimes it's just for that day. And that's really what's powerful about this book that you put together. It's easy to go find mm. all the wisdom that God had to say in the book of Proverbs <laughs> about that category. And it sure does make things it efficient does. and easy. Yes. God's word never returns void. And I've, I've heard of people that because there's 31, I've heard of people that uh, read one proverb chapter, mm. one chapter per day because there's 31 chapters in Proverbs. Uh, they do it that way. But I'm, I am constantly in Proverbs. I'd like to close with uh, these words from, from John Schrock as he challenged us. Well, one of the things that John had in this book and with the Bill of Rights, he said, make a quality choice like Solomon. Expect these things in your life. They belong to you and are God's will for you. When you find wisdom, the kingdom laws and principles will make you like Solomon. Favors from God and people will be yours. And you will understand what it means to have these blessings overtake you. That's referred to in Deuteronomy 28, chapter 1. Believe your rights. God gave them to whosoever will. Only fear and unbelief can keep you from attaining God's kingdom and his wisdom. Believe and receive them now is what he says. Carol, would you pray for us in the now? Lord, we need you now. That is so true. And we just invite you into our now. Right now, Lord, in this day that we live in, because Tomorrow's coming, Lord, but today we need you. We need you today in our family situations. We need you today in our work situations. We need you today in our relationships. We need you today in every area, our finances, our health. Lord, we need you in our um, hopes and dreams. And we invite you into the now, right now, Lord, wherever people are. Lord, we just pause And we ask for your still small voice to speak to us. Lord, whisper to us. Speak the language that we can understand, which you do by the power of your Holy Spirit. And lead us and guide us. Thank you for the wisdom that we can find in your word that is solid, rock solid. It doesn't, it doesn't um, change like shifting mm-hmm. sand, but it is solid, Lord. And we want to build our house on that rock of your word. And so, Lord, we, we just give ourselves into your hands today. We yield to you, Lord. We yield to you, and we ask that you would come. Please visit us at www.lored.org for more values-based leadership material. And if you've enjoyed this program, please sign up for the weekly downloads and share this podcast with your friends.